title, title of our, our message today is called The Eyes of the Bible. I don't mean like so much seeing, but the eyes, like I, you, us. And, and the Lord, you know, sometimes when the Lord speaks to you, it's, it's a, you know, that small, still voice. Sometimes it's through his word and things just jump off the pages. And I was studying the other day and just praying and, and, and the eyes just started to jump off the Bible page to me, you know, and the things that we have in Christ. And I want to talk a little bit about that. God gives us a lot of instruction about his word and being a blessing. So we're going to dig into a few things today. And I want you to look at this here. This is what I was really talking about. This is what the Lord was showing me. I want to take four things today, and there's so much more. But I'm talking about instructions, inspire, intimacy, and I ourselves. God's word gives us a lot of instruction. Amen. I know instruction doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sometimes we think instruction is, is tough. But if we follow the instructions of the Lord, how many know we'd be better off? Notice who had their hand up first. Amen. That's me. You know? And, but God's word also inspires. And through the, knowing God, we have the privilege of the intimacy in, in, in knowing the heart of God. Amen? Is that your desire to know the heart of God? And then it comes down to the, finally the big I. How will I apply all this in my life? How will I walk? And what God's showing me today. And that's really the takeaway. Every, every week, you know, what is it that you're going to take away from the message each week that we can apply in our life? Right now, right here, right now. And I pray that, you know, through we look through this today, that God just speaks to your heart and shows you what it is that he has for you. So everybody ready? Say amen. amen. All right. I'll give you a little background behind the scene. I hope you guys can see that there. But I want to give you a background before we jump in here. And I love the book of Proverbs. Anybody read through that every now and then? It's great. A lot of times I'll go and take, uh, you know, a month and just go through that every night with my, my sons and stuff. Because how many are Proverbs are in there? Anybody can tell me? 31. Well, 31. I believe it's 31. One for each day. And if it's leap, you need to double up, you know. So you just can't get enough of God's word. But before we start reading this, I want to give you a little background on, on how God moves through Solomon. Everybody remember who Solomon is? He was David's son. He was very young, taking over the kingdom, okay? And when he prayed to the Lord, he prayed for wisdom. And I want to read this here before we jump into what we have. Um, 2 Chronicles 1, 11 and 12. And so this is what, what God says back to Solomon when he's praying. He's like, can you imagine? Have you ever been in a little over your head? Just a little bit over your head. I feel that way every Sunday. <laughs> but thank the Lord that, that our Savior is walking on water. Amen. So I'm going to hold on to him. But take a look at this. God said to Solomon, since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, riches or honor, nor for the death of your enemies. And since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king. Therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given to you and I will give you wealth. Riches and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had and none after you will ever have. You know, that just blessed the, the heart of God, isn't it? Have you ever noticed the, the things that really bless the, the heart of God? And, and I know as a parent, too, when you see your children do something to help somebody else, you say, wow, that's good, isn't it? It, it makes the whole thing, it's larger than you. You know what I mean? But see, we're living in a world now that it's all about me, Right? Don't think so? Walk around. Just look around. And, and it's very, it's very, uh, I don't know, it's really heartbreaking when you see that sometimes, you know? You know? Anybody do any Black Friday shopping? Y'all see that? Y'all didn't see that on tape. Yeah. And, and what little bit I saw was, was overall pretty good. But sometimes, man, you hear these terrible reports, people shoving and, and knocking down and all these different things. I mean, to get something that you really don't need most of the time. But you know what? Uh, I did get roped into to going because it was early. Not, not early in the morning. It was early in the evening. What is that? Pre-Black Friday? 
Would that be Black Thursday? I don't know, whatever. But we went from a while. Yeah, Thanksgiving, that's a good one. And so we went after we ate, and, and it was really nice because uh, the little place that we went to over in uh, Fox Hill, over Peebles, um, I don't know if a lot of people know about that. But there was just a handful of people, and everybody was really nice. And there was a, there was a fellow behind me, and they gave out all these little tickets, you know. And, and you could get $10. You'd at least get $10. And this older gentleman was behind me. He says, that looks like 50 to me. I said, it sure does. He said, well, I can't lose, can I? I said, no, you can't lose. He had a $50 winner. And you know what's funny? The girl that was in front of me, y'all see what's happening here, don't you? The girl that was in front of me, she was going to be funny. And she goes, "Woo, I got a $100 winner. And she says, just kidding. And everybody's, oh, I see. And she scratched it. And she said, I really got it. And they go, yeah, right. And she said, no, I really got it. And I thought in that moment, I said, isn't there something? The guy back here at home, listen, man, look, look what I got here. He got a ticket. And I had my ticket. But, you know, a lot of times people run their mouth, right, about certain things. And then when the truth comes out, they go, no, no, no. It's like the chicken little syndrome there. And everybody was real happy for her for a minute. And then when she, when she had, 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 had tried to pull the wool over her eyes, and then when she really did get it, everybody's like, yeah, whatever. Don't we do that in life? It's all about, look at me, look at me. She just wanted the attention, right? But when she really did get it, everybody, nobody cared. How does that tie in? Well, you know what? I think a lot of times when we look and as we read through this, God really blesses us to bless others. Amen? So many times we have so much. How many, how many you know, you, you, we really, really got a lot, a lot of times. And, and I don't really mean so much, and it says in the notion, it's a little Thanksgiving thought. You know, we got stuff is, is great, but I think family is better. Amen. I think friendship is better. And I know the greatest thing is that God loves us. Amen. And that's where we make it personal. God loves me. God loves her. God loves him. And when we look at that, I think that, you know, that's the, the, the wisdom that God gives us. He's put his son in us. Right through the power of the Holy Spirit to lead God and direct us. And that's just a little side note. So what we're going to look at here first is some of the instructions that, that God gives us. All right. So I'm going to read a little bit. This is Proverbs 1. I'm just going to go through 1 through, through 6 and then we'll kind of break it out. All right. But I wanted to give you the background of who Solomon was and, and how God worked in his life. And, and, and he saw his heart and God multiplied. He didn't even ask for money. He didn't ask for this. He didn't ask for that. He just said, Lord, give me wisdom to govern your people. Wow. Just think if we went to God and we asked him, Lord, help me to be the best at whatever you've given me to do today so I can be a blessing to others and be a blessing to you. You think his hand's going to get all dried up and not give you what you need? He's going to overflow the blessings in our life. But it starts with the heart being in tune to what God wants. Amen? Let's read this a little bit. So it says here in verse 1, it says, These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them to do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give you insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to the proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Why do I take time and go over one of these from time to time with my sons? Because I want them to know what God's plan is. We used to do that all the time. We used to take different, different portions of the body, of the, the Bible and go through that. And then we used to, I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to make it like a challenge. Let's do this every night and go through that. 
And I tell you what, I know that starting with that, I don't always apply these, but you know what? You can't apply them if you don't know them. So today I want us to know these and not as rules and regulations, but as a blessing of the Lord speaking to your heart because he wants the best for you. Can we, get, can we agree that God wants the best for his children? Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at a few things here. So let's jump on in and take a look at some of the instructions. All right. And I go back through there. I said, you know what? We like a lot of advice sometimes if it lines up with what we want, don't we? Usually we do. When, when, when we ask some, Sonny, what do you think about that? Everything's great as long as he agrees with me. And the first time he does it, I'm going, well, who does he think he is? But I went and asked him. Nobody does that here, right? I'm going to pray for y'all right now. No. But we do sometimes. We, we want it our way, don't we? And, and I thought about that. I said, but we need to get it from God. Let's go back to verse 2. It says, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand insight of the wise. So the Lord wants his people informed, amen? He doesn't want them in fear, right? So, so he wants us informed. And I said, the Lord desires us to have wisdom and great insight. That doesn't mean you walk around like a walking encyclopedia, amen? I guess y'all figured that out from talking to me. But I got a little story for you, and if I told you before, act like it's fresh, okay? Because I don't get many of these stories. About two weeks ago, Thomas called me, and, and he's, you know, he's working full-time, and he's going back to school, and he goes, pop. I go, this is not good. And he goes, my car won't go out of gear, and i got to get to school. So he's worked all day, and he's trying to get over to, to ODU. And I said, what did any good dad say? I'll be right there, right? Cape on. Leave the job early, heading out. I'm thinking, I know we've had problems with this gear shift. He's got an automatic, I'm not going to get into all of it, but we've had problems with this, this thing. It'll start, but you can't get it out of gear because there's a switch problem. You've got to push down the brake, pull it out of gear, okay? So I'm driving, and I'm thinking, man, I wonder if he's going to, I'm thinking all in my mind. So, well, you know what? I'll give him my truck. We'll get it towed back home and all that stuff, you know? So I'm thinking big picture. Big stuff, okay. Gotta get him to school. So I'm calling, and what I do, I get behind somebody, there's a wreck. I was like, this is not looking good. He said, Well, I already talked to my professor, everything's gonna be okay. Let's just figure out what's going on. So now I start focusing on the problem. And I'm driving, and I've got I've got this thing all pulled apart in my mind. We can wire this and we can bail this up and we can do this, and I can call this guy. I mean, I'm just going through all these motions, right? All this stuff. And I get up. And the Lord just said, why don't you ask me? I mean, I mean, I see him. I see his legs dangling out of his car because he's up under the thing. And I go to cut my car off. And the Lord says, why don't you ask me? I said, Lord, I need wisdom. I walk up. I walk up. And I go. And Thomas goes, he looks at me like this. I love, don't you love the face when you get the dad face? It's like, in other words, it's not working. And so he turns it on, and it won't go out of gear. My moment, right? God is blessing me. I go, can I see that for a second? I turn the car off, and the Lord just spoke to me. And just, he said, just turn it one time. I just clicked it, and I put it in neutral and started the car. I said, well, you can drive it home now. He goes, Dad! For that second, I was the man. <laughs> but I had to come clean. I said, he said, how did you do that? I said, I was praying the whole way here. But I wasn't listening until I walked up to the car. You see what I'm saying? I, 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 wanted, I, I didn't ask for wisdom. I just wanted to answer. You see what I'm saying here? I just wanted it fixed. But God gave me so much more. He gave me understanding. He said, you know, you know what? I'm going to show you something here. 
So in that moment, and I won't go through the whole deal, but let me tell you how God's timing is. So I thought at least we could get the car home. And I said, well, let's go across the street. Maybe they can look at it. Go across the street. That lady, I said, oh, we got a problem. Can you take a look at the car? She said, today? See, we want it now. She's like, maybe we could get it tomorrow. All right, I'm going to try to shorten this up, but I want to show you just God's timing and all this. So that's not going to work. I said, well, look, I'll follow you because you don't have any brake lights now because it's all tied in. I said, I'll call my buddy from work. I called my buddy. Just so happened my buddy was off that day. He said, well, bring it on by. We swing by. He pulls some stuff loose. He said, I think it's this little switch. No problem. $8, we'll run up and get it. So we go get the switch, and we buy the switch, and he calls. He says, I don't think it's the switch. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? It's like, oh, well. So we get back. This is going to tie in, I promise. We get back, and he wires it up, and I can see Thomas going, oh, this ain't good. This ain't good. So now a guy rides by and stops. Now, my buddy's got a bunch of cars. He's got stuff going all the time. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not saying exactly. So Kevin has got all these cars, right? And this guy goes, hey, how you doing? He jumps out of the car, and he goes up to start pulling stuff off of one of my buddy's cars because he evidently told him to get some stuff off the car. We'll shorten it up, I promise. And I go, that guy looks familiar. He goes, yeah, he works out there with us. I said, no, I know that guy. And he told me his name. I said, I played music with that guy 20 years ago. So I go to talk to them, and they're still trying, they're scratching, trying to figure all this stuff out, and they're trying to do all this stuff. And I said, hey, we're going to just take a middle minute of fellowship, right? And God's going, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I know he doesn't, I'm trying to put people in your life and help you. So I'm talking and everything else. And I said, what you been doing? And, I, and he goes, yeah, well, I used to work with your drummer over at the Ford place. God's going, you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer here. And I go, hey, do you know anything about this stuff? He goes, I am the wire guy. So we pulled Kevin out by his ankles, and he did a good job, but we had to put in a second string. So Tim goes over, and he, and he goes to his car, and he gets this little light, you know, a little test light. Throws a burnt fuse out, asks for some tape, scalpel, everything else, boom, fixes it. What does that have to do with this? Look at all that timing that had to be just right for that to happen. So we went down the road to pick up the piece that we really didn't need. But God's timing was to get that man there on time so that we can end up talking to him. I got to rekindle the friendship. I got to tell him about what God's doing in the church. I got to tell him about what's happening there. God's going, listen to him. I sent him. All those things. So we can just say, wow, isn't that lucky? No. God's perfect timing, God's wisdom, and God's blessing. Didn't want to sidetrack that, but I just wanted to show you how God's working in everyday life. I could have just overlooked that and just go, oh, yeah, okay, we got to do this. But, you know, through those things, God says, hey, I'm working in every situation, every situation. So just a little side note, and I'm going to send Thomas my bill. All right, everybody ready? Wisdom. All right. Verse 3, it says this. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them do what is right, just, and fair. God, God's just amazing, but I'll just read my notes here and just keep it on point. God does, so that, does this so that we can re-represent him well, all right? And I, I think about this. When we're talking about representing God and being an ambassador of Christ, we want people to look at it and say, that's what God looks like. And let's be honest, sometimes it doesn't look real pretty. But you know what? Thank the Lord that there's a new day. Amen? And we start fresh again. But a friend of mine always says this instead of represent. She always says represent. And she does that purposely. And I always thought that's pretty good. How do I represent Christ to others? Am I a blessing? 
we went out to eat the other day, and we got ready to go, and uh, we're getting ready to stand up, and the lady, we, we had a little Mexican restaurant in town, she says, yours is all paid for. What? Yours is all paid for. Isn't that a blessing? So we just paid for it, went on down the road. And I thought, well, I want to pass that on. So y'all keep following us around and find out who I'm supposed to bless, right? But anyway, those little things like that. I thought, man, isn't that great? Somebody was representing Christ. Representing Christ. They didn't go, look at me. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to do this for you. It's just a lot of times we like to do that this time of year. We go, oh, I gave this and I did this. And look, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, here you go. I just want you to have this. Oh, I'm in the front of the light here. Oh, awesome. I'm just giving this. But God... Honors that heart behind the scene. You know, there's so many things that each one of y'all do that's a blessing. I just want to thank you for that. And, and, and it's all about the heart condition. And I thought, man, isn't that great? How do we represent and how do we represent Christ to others? Let's keep on going. Thought about this. God's instructions is for all ages. What does it say down here? It says, these proverbs will give insight to the simple. That's me. All right. <laughs> Knowledge and discernment to the young. When should you start telling your kids about Jesus? Perfect timing. Right on out of the chute. I remember, whoo, going back now. I remember when Denise was carrying Jesse. And I remember we were at a little church where we first started going to church. And they said, when are you going to tell your kids about Christ? People were watching. There was a young girl. i never forget this. Nobody knew that she was going to have a baby. And we were praying, and I just reached over here. I said, now, now. Finished everything else. Little girl said, Miss Denise is going to have a baby, isn't she? I said, yeah. She said, I could tell. I could tell when you moved your hand and touched her stomach and you were praying. Right then. Let me tell you. I know some of you have heard the story, but, and, and, and I just want to share it again because you can never tell your kids about Christ too early. Amen. We had just did our first, uh, it wasn't even a CD, it was a cassette. I went to Radio Shack and bought what they call it as a, as a, a pillow speaker. And every night I would play the CD, the, the, the tape that we wrote uh, with God's message and God's word, and I would lay that on Denise's stomach. And she said, what are you doing? I said, when that baby gets here, they're going to know Jesus and they're going to know their daddy's voice. Over and over and over. The first words that Jesse ever spoke. With Jesus. Come on now. I'd like to have that in my baby book. I probably said, feed me. <laughs> Actually, the first words my dad ever told him and said that, that, that I spoke, because he was in the military and gone and all this stuff. He was in Korea and he called and got patched through. She said, Do you want to talk to your boy? He said, He's talking. <laughs> he shut up. Yeah, I know. I know that's what you think. He said, he said, The first words he said, Hey, how you doing? He said, You know what I said? I'm tired. <laughs> He said, that was your first word, son, that I heard. I'm tired. He said, I don't think you got over it yet. <laughs> but anyway, we were all together. It was such a blessing. Thomas was there. Denise was there and everything else. And Jesse said it twice. He said, Jesus. And we all went, eek. Denise like dropping pants. So what did he say? He said, Jesus. Went back to the bottom. Man, isn't that something to have that as your first words? I pray that that's our first words in the morning. I pray that's our last word at night. I pray that that's the last word when God comes and takes us home. Amen. 
I just thank God for that. But you know what? And I think again, when I love that when it says, um, let's read it again. It says, the Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. And, and one of the things, you know, a lot of times I always talk about, you know, how, uh, you know, our parents got real smart and things like that. But I'm, I'm going to flip it there. We can learn a lot from our kids sometimes. Amen. We really can. Because you know what? They, they see sometimes they see things so simple. Jesus said, hey, come to me just like a little child. We try to, we try to make it hard. You ever try to make it hard? You don't think you do. And then your wife says, you're trying to make this hard. Amen? We do. But you know what? Kids keep it very simple and they're very honest and they just speak what's on their heart, you know? And then later on when they're about 10 or 12, you're like, don't speak what's on your heart. <laughs> you know, don't say that, right? But you know, many times they're just speaking the truth and they're just speaking what's going on. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing? There's so many things that, that, that they're showing us. And I was writing some stuff down. You know, anybody get some sleepless nights? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about this. <laughs> yeah, but there's a reason for that, man. I don't know. So, you know, there's sometimes, and, and so I try to make the most of all the opportunities because, man, I tell you, when, you, when you're doing two jobs and stuff, I just wish I could just study more. I wish I could spend more time with God. I try to put him in anywhere and everywhere I can. So I've told you all this many times. When I go to sleep, I usually put earphones on. I'm listening to some preaching. I'm listening to some preaching. I roll around and he's still preaching. I'm listening to the word. I'm listening to this. So about 3.30... The other morning, the Lord's just showing me this here. And, and the Lord's showing me stuff, and I'm listening to different preaching and all this stuff about making leaders and making discipleship, disciples, you know? And I heard a guy talking when I was listening to some of this stuff, and, and I think maybe we might work on this next week. I'm still seeking the Lord about it. And I, and I thought, man, that's amazing. He said, who are you mentor, mentoring to take your place? He said, because if your, if your dream dies with you, this was his thought, you fail. Now, I'm just giving you something to think about. Because what God has given us is so much bigger than us. What has God put in your heart? How do we pass that information on? How do we do that? That's what we do with our kids, right? We want to teach them and show them and, and leave a legacy and everything else. But nowadays, everything's so compartmentalized. You know what I'm trying to say. Everything's just in a little box that we don't, you know, if you want to call your kid for something to eat, you got to text them. You know? Go to the restaurant. Next time if you guys eat from here today, what will happen is this. You'll see mom, dad, and, and kids and everything else. You know, sit down, and we're guilty of it too. And everybody's staring into the phone. Just like that. You know? It, it's so true. But you know, what happened to that fellowship? That's why you don't see me up here going. I love it when everybody's getting to talk and everything. You know? And, and so we just ease into that. And I think it's great that we take a little time to spend with one another. But you know what? God will take you right where you are. Somebody say amen. Aren't you glad God will take you right the way you are? Amen. That's a lot of pressure being taken off people right there. See, a lot of times we think, well, I got to clean up. I got to give up. I got to do this, all this stuff. Well, maybe we do got to give up. Maybe we got to give up doing it our way and start doing it God's way. And we do that with saying, Lord, here I am. Amen. So there's a little bit of instruction, but I just want to inspire folks. That's what that really did. How, how are we moving in the community? How are we moving in, 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 in the word? How are we moving in on Tuesday nights and, and teaching people and discipling people? Because you know what? We want this thing to be bigger than just what we are. Now, if you just look around here, you say, well, that's not very big. But you know from past and past and times before that we show you how many people are listening to the Internet all over the place. How many people that you go somewhere and they go, well, where do you go to church at or all that? So don't think what you see is always the end of the story. It's much bigger than that, amen? 
And you know what? As we continue to, to just follow the Lord, you watch and see how God continues to grow those things. So I want to inspire folks. That's our next thing. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. Inspire. What does that really mean? I want to look at this here. This is the definition. It says to fill with an animating, quickening, and exalting, exalting influence. I said, man, that's just powerful by itself. I love that quickening, quickened, exalted influence. Man. You, ever, you, you have, I know my mother-in-law talks about this a lot of times, but when God speaks to your heart and it's that quickening in your heart, you go, wait a minute, God's showing me something. Wait a minute, God's speaking to my heart, just like when I was driving to, to, to work on Thompson's car. I didn't think about putting it in neutral. I wanted to go home. I didn't think about just flipping the key. I wanted the car started. But God said, just listen to me and rely on me. Let's keep on going. So I want to ask you a question. What inspires you? Right? What inspires you? For some people, it may be money. Some people might be success. Others, it might be family, friends, and, and all that. And some just look to the future. It's going to be a better day. But when you really dig down deep, I really believe the folks in here that Christ inspires them. Amen? I really believe that. And, and I just thank you for that. And I said, you know, so many things. I, I, I wrote a couple of things down and, and things I've been studying and looking at. And I thought, Lord, help me to be a better leader. Lord, help me to, 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 to really help my family see what's going on. Help, help us to guide the church family in, in the right direction and stuff. And the thing that I start studying out and looking at stuff is when somebody works with you and walks with you and, and plugged in, they got to know the vision, amen? They got to know what's going on. The Lord says, put that vision out front, man. Our vision is reach people for Christ, Amen. And it starts right in your family. It starts with your neighborhood. It starts at your work, right? But what I also see this, and you can kind of look at this, and, and I like to take everything they show me in my, my secular job, and I go, how can I apply that in my life to what God's doing? When, years ago, when I went to a meeting, they would talk about all the supervisor stuff, and they said, what's the number one reason that people want to work harder and all this stuff? And everybody's first answer usually is money. And they did this for over years and years and years and years, and they had their little pie chart. That was not what kept people coming, right? It wasn't that they were making a big salary. I'm sure that doesn't hurt. And I'm going to get to the, to, to the whole ball of wax here in a minute. But what really kept them plugged in, that they were, felt like they were of value. There's something else I've noticed, too. If people know why you're doing something, and they understand your heart, and they buy into that, they will walk with you on things. Let's go back to the job thing. When the money gets when, when, when the money gets low, guess what? If they're just in it for the money, they're going to leave. Because there's always going to be somebody that pays more. There's always going to have somebody that's going to offer you a better benefit package or everything else. But when somebody's plugged in from the heart with you, they're going to go tooth and nail. They're going to sweat it out with you. They're going to go. They're going to stick the course. So you know what? That's why we need to make sure they understand what the why is in us. Why do we do what we do? Because it's important for people to know Jesus Christ. It's important. I don't care how many uh, folks are in the seats. I want to know what's in their heart. You know, are we making a difference in the hearts of the people that God bring here? And I pray that we are. You know, are we feeding them the word of God? Three things I say that we always promise the people that come through that door is going to receive. One, we're going to love you where you are, right? We're going to speak God's word and we're going to give you opportunity to respond to what God's doing. Amen. That's a big thing. That's huge. Every, every week you come in, I want to make sure that that's what we're doing. We're, we're putting that gospel out there. We're inspiring people. But what really inspires you? You say, well, what do you mean? Dig down deep. 
How much time are you taking with the word open? God's word open. How much time are you taking in, in praising God? How much time, if, if that's really what inspires you, how much time are you investing in it? How much time are you investing in him? Because if that's whatever, you're going to find, you're going to find this. Whatever you really, uh, whatever really inspires you, you're going to have two things that line up with that. You ready? Your money and your time. Your money and your time. Because you ain't going to mind going to the movies if that's what you like. Right? You want to take the time, you're going to do that. You don't mind working on your old car if that's what you like. You know? You don't mind whatever it is. But today I pray that we look at this and, and, and move this stuff back. And allow God to instruct us into his word and inspire us by his love. Amen. Everybody doing all right? Say okay. All right. Look at this. Inspired by the love of the Lord. Inspired by the love of the Lord. I thought, man, isn't that something? I said, did, did you take a few minutes to count your blessings over, over this week? I believe you probably did. You know? And then we do that every day. Think about what Christ has done for, for us. Let's make it personal. Think about what Christ has done for you. You ever seen somebody from the neighborhood from way back when and you get to talk a little bit and when everything kind of slows down, they kind of chuckle and they say, man, we're lucky to be alive, aren't we? I know a lot of folks tell me that. I know that. Anything that would burn, we had to have it when I was a kid. It could be 100 degrees, we had to light a fire in the woods. If it would blow up, we had to light it. If it would break, we, I don't even know what to deal with. We had to do something. All the time. We got, I remember one time I got a hatchet. Why would you even get a hatchet? I got a hatchet for like birthday or something. So my buddy said, that ain't nothing. My dad's got an ax. Really? We got it. So all of us got together and said, this is what we're going to do. Time us to see how long it takes to cut the tree down. I mean, we're sweating. I mean, if you'd have told us we need you to rake the leaves, we'd have been, come on, man. But this, this was a race, man. This was a challenge. So we start cutting the tree down. Whoa. Well, I could do that in five minutes. If you did it in six, I can do it. I mean, I got blisters, man. I'm going, and now I'm using mine like this, and I go, boom, hit it with this. I got my little one going. I'm going like this. And at the end of the day, I'm feeling pretty good about myself because I'm, I'm knocking them all down. I mean, I'm getting these trees knocked down in, in record time. But I didn't realize until I went to get my motorcycle, we cut them all in the path. You see what I'm saying? We had cut it all over the place that we rode. We're like, well, that's not good. And we were too tired to do anything to cut them back out of there. Do we do that in our life? We go, man, you know, hey, let's go ahead and do this new thing. Let's try this. Let's run, 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 run. And we really don't realize that we're, we're making it harder on ourselves so many times. When we're inspired by the wrong things, I think that happens. Amen. I was so geared up with that sharp little, it had a little blue handle on it. I still remember. Wore that baby down in about a week. My hands, man, look like this. My buddy, he had the big old axe. We're going with that. And you say, my gosh, man, what in the world were y'all thinking? We weren't. We were just doing. So many times I don't think we think. We don't take God's word and, and really say, wow, Lord, is that the best thing for me to do? Lord, how can I have some wisdom in this area? Do we think about how that's going to affect the path that we have to walk? See, I'm going to tie it in. Because a lot of times the things and the choices that we make end up putting those trees and the roadblocks in our life. It wasn't, was there anything wrong with cutting a tree? They had a bunch of them, no big deal. But it probably wasn't a good idea to cut them right on the edge of the path that we were going to have to walk on. You know, that's the way we went to school. That's where we rode our motorcycles. That's where we did all that. We had stuff, man, it looked like they had run a backhoe in there after a week. So you know what? What I'm saying in that whole thing in our life, how do we apply that? Take the love of the Lord and the word of the Lord and seek the Lord. So that the wisdom of the Lord, Lord 
becomes a reality in your life. Don't just do stuff to do stuff to be busy. Seek the Lord. Don't just do something good. Seek the Lord for his wisdom and do something that's God. Amen. The God thing. What is the God thing? What is the purpose that God's put in your life? Nobody's a mistake. Amen. God doesn't make junk. He created you. And God's giving you something to do, which is probably totally different than me. Or maybe it's come alongside you or come alongside me. But whatever that is, God has equipped you to do that. And he's going to give you the wisdom as you go through. But I want to inspire you today that in the love of the Lord, that you have a particular mission in your life. I don't know exactly what it is. I do know this, that we're all called to share the gospel. Amen. But you might share it a little different. You might share it by just uh, holding the door for somebody and, and helping them on through and, 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 and being that earpiece when somebody's going through stuff. You might be somebody that, that, that at your campus or at your school or wherever that has an opportunity to speak into somebody's life. Whatever it is, go back to the source. If, what do we say? Well, I think last week we said Christ. If Christ is your source, he'll be your resource. Always lining up with God's word. Amen. Let's go on a little bit further. Inspired by unity. Now, Tanya mentioned a little bit about this. Last week, we had the privilege of going over to Emmy's Baptist Church right here in town. And uh, they had eight different churches that local churches come together. And everybody got to do a little part and everything. And it was, it was wonderful. It was really nice. And I thought, wow, isn't that great? The power that was displayed through that, through God's love. Because, see, there was a common theme. Jesus. Amen? The common theme is Jesus. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing that we have the opportunity that there's power in unity of the family of God. It's just like the power of God pours out as we continue to praise him, as we continue to serve him, as we continue to lift up uh, the name of the Lord and glorify him. And I found a scripture last night. I want you guys to write this down and look it up later. I don't have it on a board. I wrote it down in my notes. But it's Colossians 2, 7. I want to read it to you because I believe that will really encourage us as we go and dig into the word. And it says this. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth. You were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. Amen. Are you, are you thankful for what God's done in your life? Most people will say, yeah. So how do you take that and be a blessing to somebody else? The first thing we think of is stuff. I'm not talking about stuff. You'll be surprised how much blessing you can be to somebody just spending time. Now, you guys know I got a, I got a heart for the seniors. I, I, I spend some time with them when I can. I spend some time with them. And I ask you to continue to lift up my neighbors. They're still going through a rough time with Miss Wolfendale with the, uh, battling her, her, her uh, brain tumor. But I still go and sit with her. I still go and visit. She's in a hospital bed, and, and she doesn't know everybody. But when I come around, I say, how's my sweetheart? She says, there you are. There you are. And I spend some time talking to her a little bit. And I whispered to her a little bit. I said, well, you go ahead and rest. And then I talked to her husband a little bit. We're talking. She's still listening. She's still listening. See, a lot of times we think people's not listening. People's not caring. People don't do this. Take some time and love on some folks. And you know what? They don't have to be seniors. They could be your spouse. They can be your friend, your brother, your coworker, whatever. But you know, a lot of times, don't we just want to feel like we got some value, amen? That we just belong? And I pray that everybody comes through that door, feels like they belong. I don't care where you sit in front, back, side, whatever. I don't care what you are. You know that? We never care about that. You know, that was the number one thing when, we, when the Lord called us to do this. So we're going to love them right where they are. And a lot of times people would say, I say, hey, amen, we'd love to have you at church. Well, I don't have nothing to wear. I said, them clothes you got on are just fine. Well, what do you wear? What I got on. 
See, that takes it all out of the equation because I'm not in, I'm not in fashion design. I guess y'all figured that out, right? I want to know what God doing in your life. I used to say this when I meet people all the time, and, and you'd be surprised. I'd just say, hey, what's going on, Bonnie? What's God doing in your life? And they go, what? I used to say that all the time. And, and, and it's really interesting because some people go, I don't know, I'm breathing. Or, they might, or somebody might give it a few minutes to think, said, you know, God's, a, God's showing me this. God's showing me that. Me and Jesse went to eat the other day. And there's a friend that we, we met through eating at the same place all the time, Chili's. We love to go there on Fridays. And we sat down there, and the guy's sitting up at the bar there getting something to drink and doing some stuff and everything else. And he turns around and goes, I wonder where you guys are going to be. And I got to talk to him a little bit. And I've been loving on him in the Lord. Loving on him in the Lord. And he likes stuff. He wants to be a millionaire one day, I think. And he said, I said, well, what are you going to do tonight, my friend? He said, well, I'm getting ready. To, I said, you want to sit with us? He said, I'm getting ready to leave. I want to inspire him in the Lord. And he says, I'm, 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 he likes cooking barbecue. And he's going to get this big barbecue business. This is his dream. This is his thing. And I said, well, you know what the Lord's been showing me? If you really know why you do something, and you can explain that to people, and they can buy in with what you're doing, everything's, everything's going to be okay. It's not this big, oh, let's, let's have the big sign, let's do this, everything else. If you really know what somebody's about, if you really know what they're all about, and you buy in with them on that, then you'll walk with them on that. So what did I do? I just took a principle from God's word and spoke it into his life. Now he can, See, that's what happens a lot of times. They think that there's all these great principles in business and everything else. But if you look at most of them that are going to stand the time, or all of them that are going to stand the time, are going to be based out of God's word. If you treat people right, they're going to come back. Perfect example. If you sell insurance, and you sell insurance, and I sell insurance, and we're all all-state agents. Guess what? When she calls, we've got all got the same price. Why am I going to go with you instead of going with him? Why is he going to go with me? Customer service, right? You said, it sounds weird. What do you mean? I'm talking about our actions speak louder than words so many times. If I know when I back into somebody, I can call Bonnie, and she's going to say, got it covered. Who am I going to go to? When I know that, that when I got a situation and I can go to that person, they go, hey, you know what? Let's pray about it. See, we really, I say this a lot of times, we preach our own funeral before we get there. Amen? We preach our own funeral before we get there. A lot of times you have people, and, and, and I have the privilege, not that I like to do that, but I'll call and do some funerals sometimes. And I'll ask, pick up, you know, one of the persons, I said, how many, how many people... Right here, did this person in their lifetime help? Their hands go up everywhere. Sometimes they don't go up that much. But you know what? When, when my, my deal is said and done, you know, I hope that, that, that people say, you know what, man? That guy spoke into my life. That guy picked me up when I needed a ride. That guy told me about Jesus. When everybody else was against me, he was trying to pull the gold out of my life so that maybe, you know what, that I could keep on moving on. What inspires you? I pray that you're inspired that you can be like Jesus to somebody. I pray that you're inspired that you can speak the word of God in somebody's life and make all the difference. Aren't you glad somebody told you about Jesus? Amen. So how do we do that? We continue to read his word, stand on the wisdom that God gives us, inspire one another. And we can inspire, inspire one another through the word of God in unity in Christ. Amen. Everybody doing good? Getting ready to hit a home run here. Intimacy. Mm, that's a privilege with God, isn't it? You were created for Intimacy. I found this paragraph I want to share this with you. I said, the Lord designed mankind to, to, to relate to him. That's what it means. That's what it means to be 
made in his image. This is out of Genesis 126, what they're referring to. I said, we've been given a, a spirit that can communicate with his spirit. I said, just look around here. Now, God created all the heavens, all the mountains, and everything else, all these amazing things, but he can't have a relationship with the mountain. He can't have a relationship with the sun, that's you in. But he can have a relationship with me and you. How do you feel about that? That's something that, that, that's just amazing. I said, there is no higher honor that we could be given than to be made in his image. Isn't that something? Do you ever think about that? We're made in his image. That's intimacy. That's amazing. And I said this, Jesus made it possible for us to have that relationship. We couldn't do it. We can't do it. Nobody can do it. That's why he sent his son. And I think it's amazing to think about this, that Jesus broke the, not the, the sound barrier, but the sin barrier. Amen. He broke the sin barrier so that we could come boldly to the throne of grace. I pray today as we go through this message that you're encouraged about your position in Christ. Amen. That, that who you are, your identity in Christ, that we're able to, to come boldly to the throne of grace. I think about this all the time. I think, man, God, I blew it again. I blew it again. And you think about this. God has separated our sin as far as the east is from the west. All right? And now, I want you to just work with me on this. I wish I had my drawing board. He doesn't say the north and the south because there's a pole. So if you go far enough around, you hit the pole and then you'd be going north and then south. But if you go, if you go east to west... If you keep going east, you'll keep going east. You see, they don't connect. There's no pole. Hope that came through. It would have been better with the drawing. But anyway, what I'm saying is, and everybody's going, I have no idea what you're saying. What I'm saying is, he said that purposely. That your sin is never going to come back in. The picture. Because it is finished. Amen. It is finished. You notice something else I thought was amazing? Many times as I heard this, I didn't catch it till this week. Jesus didn't say, I'm finished. He said, it is finished. You say, well, what difference does that make? All the difference in the world. It is finished. Sin has been dealt the death blow. Why do we still sin? Because we still have choice. But let me tell you, the remedy for sin is this. Jesus Christ, amen? The only remedy. Do you know him today? Let's keep on rolling. Lord, show me this. Love breaks all barriers. Man, his love for you brought Christ from heaven, brought him to the grave, and then rose again. That's a pretty heavy duty love, isn't it? That's amazing how God, and it's forever. And, and I think what we think about many times in talking to people, and sometimes the devil tries to get on my back about that, and, and think that we can disjoint God's plan. Let me explain that. We're not going to undo what God done, has done. What do you mean? So many times we think, wow, man, well, I really messed up. I guess God doesn't love me anymore. I've talked to people who missed two weeks of church, and I said, hey, is everything okay? And they go, I guess God's mad at me now. I don't know if I should come back or not. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going, what? God misses you. We miss you. But see, we buy the lie, right, that, that, that the enemy goes in there, well, you can never measure up. The soon, let me help you with this. This is the Lord just speak to mind. As soon as you grasp this, everything's going to be all right. You can never measure up. You say, well, that's how you, how, that's, thanks, buddy. You can never measure up. I can never measure up on our own. But in Christ, we're already measured up, amen. Yeah. We are already measured up. That's what I want you to hear today. That's good news. 
When people say, well, who do you think you are? I say, how much time do you got? I'm a new creature in Christ, man. I've been blessed. I've been, I'm this and this and this. Yeah, but you, but you, but you. And I said, but he, but he, but he. Come on, man. He did it all. So when I turn around, you point at me, I just point to him. Because God says, it is finished. I love that. It is finished. How many times you think, oh my gosh, if I could just make it a little bit further. If I could just do a little bit more. If I could just do I, 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 I. Well, you know what? He, he, he did it all. It's time for us to walk in that. Amen? I want you to see something else. Forgiveness allows blessings to flow. Man, sometimes I got to work on this area. Anybody have a tough time with forgiveness sometimes? You know the best thing for me for forgiveness? When God sits me down and reminds me how much he's forgiven me, I really don't have much to say. And you can't forgive that person. You can't forgive that person. Here's a tough one. You can't forgive this person. You're usually the hardest on yourself a lot of times, amen? Sometimes I go, man, I can't believe that. And God says, get up. Let's keep moving. Let's keep on going. So many times I think, my goodness, I have the opportunity. You see, I say I, because I want you to make it personal. Put your I in there. Have the opportunity to come and call on the name of Jesus any time, any time. Isn't that something? I have. That's you too. I have the privilege to rest in him because it is finished. Amen. Let's go here. This is the big part here. Y'all ready? We're going to go to the I. Somebody say I. I. Okay, it's for you. Here we go. But you know what? We got a part to play in this thing. I'm going to pick it on up here. I wrote up here, it says, I have to ask the Lord for forgiveness. Not your wife, not your brother, not your mama, you. Why? Because it's a personal relationship. I have to respond. I have to respond. You say, well, why do we know that? You'll be surprised how many people don't know that. I love asking people this, not to put them on the spot, but just so they'll be informed, right? We don't want fear, we want them informed. If you die tonight, do you know you go to heaven? Well, I hope so. I'm not living on a hope so. You know? I hope we got some more leftovers today, you know? But guess what? I know we don't. All right? I don't want to live on a hope so when I got a no so. I got a no so, and his name is Jesus. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. I have to receive his word. What do you mean, buddy? I have to take hold of his word. I have to use my faith. I can tell you this all day long, but if you don't take it in for you, it's not yours. You have to do it. Let's keep on going. I have to leave my past in the past. Oh, we can preach on that all day. Whew. And you know what? Your past could be right then. See, a lot of times we think our past, I'm going to take a few minutes. The Lord just wants me to lay here for a little bit. A lot of times we think our past is 10 years ago, two years ago, a month ago. I'm going to tell you, your past is then. This is your future. This is your future. You say, why are you, why are you telling me that? Because I know many of us blew it on the way here. I know many of us blew it yesterday. All right? So leave that behind and ask God to forgive you and keep on moving. Amen? We got to do it. Don't let the enemy get on your back and ride you in the ground for past mistakes that God already paid for. Amen? All right? Now, I'm not saying live any way you want. I'm saying be quick to return to God. And say, Lord, you know what? I need help in this area. Lord, you know what? Show me who I am in Christ. Because you know what? I have the favor of God. I have the blessing of God. You said nothing will separate us from the love of God, Lord. You said you work all things together for the good of those who love you and call according to your purpose. 
See, that's what happens when you start feeding on it. You can pour it back out. If you don't feed on it, you won't have it. Amen? How much time are you spending with God? How much time are you, you, you investing? How much do I have to, to uh, ask for forgiveness? How much time do I need to dig into his word? Let's keep on going. I have to believe. Think about that. Over and over again, I said, man, I, I have to believe. I said, it's pretty straightforward, but what I believe is going to shape what I do, the way I walk, how I handle my family, how I handle my finances, how I do all those things. Amen? What is it that you believe? I have to trust him. I have to trust him. See, we think, I, I remember this one time, I talked to one of my good buddies I grew up with. He's a, he's a good guy and all that. But I said, hey, man, do you know Jesus? He said, man, you know my grandmother played the organ at the church. What? I didn't ask you for, for a resume from Granny. I asked you, do you know Jesus? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, we talk about it. Now, do you know Jesus yourself? Not about him. Do you know him? Time and time again, you'll talk to people and they'll say, well, I know about him. I pray today that you know him. Amen. And here's, here's something I want to talk to you about now. I have to respond to his invitation. What do you mean? Every week, you have an invitation to respond to what God's doing in your life. The number one thing we always talk about is we want to make sure that everybody who comes through those doors knows what it takes to have a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I, 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 want, to, I want to make sure if anybody ever asked you what you thought, you know, what it takes if you were to keep the promise, and they said, well, what do they teach there? Now they can say this, that Jesus Christ paid for my sin debt in full. And when I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, I am saved and I am secure. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It is a gift to God, amen? It's all about him. It's always been about him. All we got to do is put our eyes in there and connect with that by faith, amen? Have you connected with the Lord by faith in these areas? Hey, did you ask me, Lord, forgive me of my sin? Lord, you know what? I need to receive your word. How do we receive it? Be open to what God's telling us through his word. I always tell you, bring your Bibles. Let's look at what God says. But I'm going to come down here today because it might be something different for everybody as far as what God's showing them. But it will always be the same when you come to Christ. Your salvation, anybody's salvation, is done one way. Through putting their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care how big of a house you got. I don't care what you drive. I don't care about all the mistakes you made. I don't care about all the good things you made. Do you know Jesus? Because I'm going to tell you what, you've heard this whole story. You never see anybody taking a U-Haul on the back of a hearse, do you? Huh? I, I've been over the parking lot. I ain't never seen none of that. A lot of times people think, oh, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. What is it that God's called you to do to be a blessing? What is it that, that God's called you to do to make a difference for eternity? Some of it may be giving. Some of it may be speaking. Some of it may be helping. Everything else, you know? I don't know. But this is what I want you to do. What is it that God has for you today? I will what today? I will respond to the saving message of the Lord Jesus Christ today. I will receive his forgiveness today. I don't know what it is. That's your blank. That's your God. I ask you to close your eyes and take a minute. What is it that God's asking you today? What is God showing you today that you need to lay down before the Lord and have God take that and say it's finished? I need to trust him today. I will trust God today. I will, I will rest in God today. I will receive his forgiveness today. I will thank God that you know what? He is my provider today. I don't know what it is for you. 
but I know who has it for you, and his name is Jesus. Amen. I pray today as we went through some of these things, yeah, a lot of times when you talk about instructions, I said our hair goes up in the back and we go, man, instructions sounds like rules and regulations. You know what? Here we go. God's given us an outline for our life in the Bible. And he loves you so much that he sent his son to pave the way. And all those trees we cut down, Jesus pushed them out of the way so we can get through that path. All those things in our life. I go back to that little story. We put a lot of stuff in the path in our life. And I use that story purposely. What is it that you're chopping down and putting in the front of you that, that keeps you from walking in what God has? Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe, I don't know what it is. But you know what? You can lay it down and put it in that blank today, and God will deliver you from it. Amen? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that when we look at the eyes of the Bible, there's so many more. But we have overcome we have the privilege to have an intimate relationship with you, Lord, because of what Jesus Christ has done. And if there's one here today that does not know that, I pray that today is the day they fill in the blank with their name and say, you know, today I'm calling on the name of Jesus. I'm calling on the name of Jesus to, to, to forgive me of my sin. Does that mean, oh, then everything's going to be perfect in my life? No, that's not what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what, regardless of what you go through in your life, God will never leave you or forsake you. I'm telling you that, you know what, you can be secure in your uh, eternal destination with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm telling you that, you know what, that you've got friends and family here that want to come alongside you and encourage you and pray with you and help you as we can. But ultimately, I want you to see God for who he is, the deliverer, your refuge. And it goes on and on and on and on. But today, the I is, well, I make it personal. I pray that you do. You say, how do I do that, buddy? You're just a prayer away from the kingdom. What do you mean? The Bible says the salvation is on the lips of many. It's just right here. He says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Is that you today? If that's you today, just look up here. I want to pray with you, pray for you. Is that your, your prayer today? From your heart, I pray that you just say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. And I want you to know this, that he will never leave you never forsake you. He'll take you right the way you are. Don't think you're going to clean up to come to God because you can't. Today's your day. If you're here today and, you, and you're on the fence, I want to tell you, don't stay on the fence. The devil owns the fence. Jump over into the promises of God. He is willing to grab a hold of your hand and take you in for eternity. And if you're here today and you say, buddy, it's been, a, it's been a, quite a holiday. It's been rough. And I know, you know, a lot of times for Christmas, for many of us, it's a great time. But for some, it's, it's, it's a tough time. We miss family. Maybe we don't uh, have the, the relationships intact that we'd like to have. But I pray, Lord, you know what? That you use our body here to love on people like you would. That we represent you to the community. That we represent you in what we do so that you are magnified. That you are glorified. Father, I pray for each one here. Lord, I don't know the needs of, of others, but I, I know you do. So I pray that the needs of others here today are found in you. That, Lord, you are the provider. Lord, that you bring forth everything they need. Lord, I pray that you reveal yourself, uh, yourself to them in a mighty way today, right here, right now. As we speak your word, Lord, stand on your promises. Lord, that you know uh, that we see a glimpse of your glory. Lord, I pray for peace in the hearts of moms and dads and grandparents. Lord, I pray for, for wisdom for the young folks. Lord, I pray for, for just uh, the ability to go further with the dream that you've planted in people's hearts today. 
so that you are glorified and Lord that we are satisfied in you how much more could you do for us Lord I don't know I think you've done it all I know you've done it all let us grab hold of that grace today in Jesus mighty name amen somebody give the Lord a hand clap